In an article by Stanford Medicine entitled, A New Understanding of the Power of Compassion, it's noted that compassion is not always championed as relevant currency in today's secular society, where material success and achievement often rule ahead of human virtue and social consciousness. Only recently has scientific evidence emerged showing that compassion can also play a vital role in our health and happiness. By definition, compassion is the sympathetic awareness of others' distress coupled with a desire to alleviate suffering. Now, interestingly, while the practice of compassion is inherently about helping others, emerging science shows that it can also help improve the physical health and psychological well-being of the person doing good. Studies have also shown that when we are focused on ourselves, we experience less happiness. This means that when we are giving of ourselves, we tend toward greater pleasure. The potential to positively affect health and longevity has been revealed in those who actively engage in an altruistic volunteerism. Wow, that is a great big opening. Hi and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. It's taken Stanford Medicine a long time to figure out what the Bible's been teaching a long time. Hi and welcome to the show today. Sean Abrams with us pastor of the Binghampton Community Church. Sean, it's always good to see you, my dear brother. It's good to be here, my friend. (laughs) Always. Hey, as we talk about compassion, maybe the central theme of our conversation today, especially when it comes to the compassion of Jesus Christ. I thought that was an interesting article that uh, Stanford Medicine posted about the topic. I think it's a true statement, too. When we focus on ourselves we experience less happiness. And I think that's true for followers of Christ, too, because oftentimes we can not follow, even as believers, we can get off track not serving other people. Yeah, I can see that, because when you think about that, we're all made after the image of God, that all of us have something within us uh, when it comes down to serving the other and uh, and allowing that joy of serving others to fulfill our hearts. Yep. It's, it's part of you know what God is doing, I know, in my heart each and every day. So. Showing compassion, the compassion of Jesus Christ, is the focus of Sin Relief, this initiative between the North American Mission Board and the International Mission Board of the Southern Baptist Convention. You and I were talking on the phone recently, and you were telling me a little bit about it, and I said, we've got to get on the radio and talk about it, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. It's an awesome uh, cooperation between, like you said, the International Mission Board, North American Mission Board, came together to form Sin Relief. That's S-E-N-D, so Sin Relief. Uh, There are five focus areas that we have in uh, Sin Relief. you got protect children and families, uh, strengthening communities, caring for refugees, fighting human trafficking, and then responding to crisis. So these are the five focus areas that we focus on. And what's so awesome about the Ministry Center in Memphis, that is, it's a cooperation between North American and also International Mission Board, but also our local Mid-South Baptist Association is a part of that. So we have like 170 churches that we are assisting to do work within the city yeah. as those churches continue to mobilize. And even our state, uh, the TBN is involved. So. Well, we're going to unpack a lot of information over the next half hour, and who knows, this might turn into a, a mini-series, you know? All right, <laughs> brother. Sounds good to me. <laughs> First of all, we have to find out what is happening in Life in the Hemp. What's going on? All right. Life <laughs> in the Hemp, right. So uh, we're, we're coming up on right at uh, I think it's 13 or 14 years of living life in Binghamton. God is doing amazing work uh, there uh, with our church and just with our members. When I say that, God is good, that when it comes down to the strength 
strength that he has given me to continue to press through any difficulties that we do face in being Hampton. You know, there are difficulties that we face, but God gives us the ability to to walk through them. So my wife is doing well. You know, I love her with all my heart. When you mention Mary, we've got to talk about how, you know, she's doing the family and the four kids. All right. Yeah. Mary is doing well. Like I said, she's my right hand, man. I love her. And just all that she does for being Hampton, but also in, in Riley is awesome to see just her, her heart and dedication for her family, but also just for our community. So she's doing well. My four babies, man, they're all doing. How old are they now? I have a 17 year old, 16, 14, and 13. So please pray for me. <laughs> see, no one told me that I will have a house full of teenagers all at the same time when we were having babies. But I thank God for them, man. And, they, you know, so they're, they're all tall as well. I know Mary, which is right at five, uh, ten and a half, and she's the shortest person in the house. So I have two <laughs> girls, two boys, and it's been a blessing, truly a blessing. Life Definitely. changes with teenagers, right? Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, just just navigating, you know, just culture into you know in today's time, it's it's something that uh, which God's called us to do, which is to live life alongside of others. May it be in my home, outside of my home, and uh, and to teach them as we live. You know, so uh, God has really given us grace in that area. And I know every every part of that, that I fall short, that he's so gracious to make up my, you know, because wow. I've fallen short every day. Yeah. So the grace of God can can out, you know, pastor me. The grace of God can out, you know, husband me. The grace of God can out father me, whatever that it may be, that oh. his grace, you know, picks it up. And I thank God for that because, man, yes. I've seen so many shortcomings in my life. So know. Michaela was actually four years old when you moved to Binghamton. Yeah, she was four. Yeah, so wow. it was, that, that was that was something else. So even, you really, you, your family has grown up in Binghampton. Yes, and even my youngest son, which was uh, we were in Binghampton when he was born. Yeah, so he's he's from Binghampton. So yeah, it's been an experience. I know it's been a ride. There's been joys. There's been challenges. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What has been some of the biggest joys? The biggest joys? Yeah. Uh, I would say just seeing the hearts of our people over time and how they're growing and maturing and then, uh, and also serving the community, um, that we have something called Soul Food Sunday that one of our members, uh, we call her Suge, right? <laughs> so Suge uh, kind of heads that up, man, and, and just serves the community. Uh, so it's good to see uh, to see the rest of our members just overcoming challenges and and continue on through life because uh, I, I think we've probably talked before of how how life can bring crisis after crisis after crisis after crisis and uh, just to see that even within our community but to see people begin to process properly is is very important when it comes down to processing with God but also processing with others so those been some some joys just to see the development of our people has uh, been really good. Sean, I love that statement there, process properly. Yes, sir. Handling people properly. Right, right. Because I, I, learned, I learned that just being in being Hampton and uh, just dealing with uh, the difficulties of life. Um, I know when I, when I first moved to being Hampton uh, those years ago, over yeah, close to 14 years ago, uh, that yeah, I had a, a certain level of, of sensitivity when it comes down to being, you know, just in the community and uh, just even my heart. For the people of the community, I could feel that burden uh, was was heavy because of the brokenness that that we see. And uh, but after a certain while being there, 
my heart be- became numb, so to speak, to all the hurts around me, even though I was living in the midst of it. But I become numb to it because that's a coping mechanism. But I've learned that that was the improper way to do it because there were, you know, uh, hurting people out there that, true enough, I was trying to shield myself from, so to speak. Because if you see brokenness after brokenness after brokenness, like I said, it changes you. Like if I see all this brokenness outside of the home and then when I came back home, you know, it was tough for me to roll around on the floor and play with my kids because of this person just got shot or mm-hmm. this person without power and it's 95 degrees outside. So, I, you know, I kind of numbed off to it, which is the wrong way to, to process. So through that journey, I learned that processing with God eternally is critical. He gives me an understanding and a perspective to see life the way that he would have me to see it and also to live it out, to continue to live the way that he would have me to live day in, day out, day in, day out with that right heart uh, and moving forward and enjoying the journey and being able to deal with the things that are outside of the home, but then also come home and then play around with my kids without numbing off to everything, but then also not soaking everything in. You got to let it process through. Once you process through, you got to show you and he gives you strength and you continue on to serve people like they, you know, that needs to be done in a community like ours and and also the longevity because in in many cases you know you get six months a year or 18 months man people got to get out of those type of situations so when did you first hear about sin relief what intrigued you about this particular collaboration between the north american mission board and the international mission board creating this organization man just just what i've learned and what god has shown me you know time and time again that he reveals to me that he's calling me right to himself Right. And then he's calling me out to make disciples. So as I'm just doing what he's already called me to do in being Hampton, someone approached me about sin relief and what was going on. I was like, wow, man, when you think about the International Mission Board and the North American Mission Board coming together uh, and form sin relief. See, that's an act of God. When you think about the Mid-South Baptist Association coming along as well, that's an act of God. The TBMB working together that's the next so you have all you have 170 churches as well and our local associates come together see all you can see the glory of god in it and, and that's what god one of the things he was showing me the importance of you know no one can receive the credit over what he's doing with all of these entities working together doing the same thing in those five focus areas yeah, yeah, that we yeah, talked yeah, about yeah, strength yeah. and community <laughs> yeah. come on protect children and families you're talking about foster care and adoption and you got fight human trafficking which is so critical in oh, the city of memphis yeah. man it's it's I've been in some of those circles. It's it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. All right. But when you have people that are willing to come alongside of you and help you to walk those things out to really make a difference in somebody's life, because like I said, it is so heavy. Uh, you know, people are walking around on 10, right? The stress level on 10. I mean, every day. So that's why you see so many volatile, volatile things that are, that are happening because of, uh, just people are walking around just on 10, stressed and, and, and just on edge. Speaking of that, in his first State of the Union back in March of this year, President Biden said our country faces an unprecedented mental health crisis among people of all ages. Two out of five adults report symptoms of anxiety or depression, and black and brown communities are disproportionately undertreated. One of the four focus areas of ministry for sin relief is to strengthen communities facing economic and physical crisis. 
So you really see the correlation between the current economic and physical state. And let's just talk about the Binghampton community, particularly the residents there with anxiety and depression. Yes, sir. Uh, it's I've, I've seen it. I've walked it. I lived it myself just being there. Uh, and just, you know, it's tough for someone to, to think through like six months from now or nine months from now or a year plan from now when that person is trying to make it through that day. They're trying to figure out how can I eat today or how can I pay my uh, rent or whatever today. So a lot of energy is spent on today and finding the resource for the day that at the end of the day, you know, they're so worn out that, you know, it's hard to get to get them to sit down and plan for a year. So how can we as a church come alongside of others to walk alongside those families to help stabilize families in such a way that we can continue to invest into that next generation? But they are not growing up the same way that their parents may have grown up, which is from crisis to crisis yes. to crisis, crisis. And we know that everyone in the community is not you know, in that type of state, of right, course. Right. But there are so many that, that are. So how can we come alongside, help stabilize, and then uh, walk alongside of them to give that example? You know, when it comes down to the word, of course, is the most it's the it's the most important right. part because it's impossible. It's impossible to do what we're doing and, and, and do it effectively over a long period of time, and especially when it comes down to eternity without Christ. You can't do it. Your well, heart, you, you just, you don't, you don't know, any human can do that because, like I said, your heart has a way of either going numb or that's why I, 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 with a lot of people that care for people like uh, people in our community can become kind of callous and hardened so that when, when people come to them for help, they they kind of you know it's kind of like a it's like a hard and like a you know judgment type of thing uh if they cuz that's unprocessed but it's it's the core is Christ so as we walk in Christ that we could come alongside of them to see how we can help with their mental yes. uh, health or we come alongside when it comes down to uh providing opportunities for them to work and giving those opportunities which we do work with like the uh, the uh, BDC Bingham Development Corporation is part of part of that and some businesses that are you know uh in our community that we try to partner with to help those people uh, when it comes down to help those families when it comes down to stability as we look at showing compassion to those that are suffering those who are in these crisis moments depression anxiety we as humans all face these things right but as you mentioned the core the drive, the transformation power is in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. And so let's talk about the gospel for a second, if we can, Sean, because I want to make sure we understand what the gospel is and who's it for. So when you think about the gospel, which is the good news of what Christ has done, uh, when, it, when, when it comes down to Christ rescuing me from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his son, see, God, he, he gives me the power to do what only that he can do within me because I can't do it. You know, I, when it comes down to being a Christian, I can't be a Christian. I can't be a Christian on my own. Isn't that interesting? Because (laughs) if you look at every major religion in the world, you can be one of those things. Here's a list of what you do to become that thing. Here's what you have to confess to do that thing. But that's not what Christianity is about, is uh-uh. it? It's Christ within me. Yes. You see, he does the work. Yes. My job is to uh, surrender and say, Lord, here I am. I trust you. What you have done on the cross makes me in right relationship with the Father. Because of my uh, sin, I'm in a broken relationship. And that's when it comes down to the longing that everyone has in their hearts to be accepted, to be loved. And we all have that or to be connected comes back to the greatest connection that we need to have is within 
you know, the father. And then once that connection is made, that all of our other relationships around us be, uh, begin to uh, become, you know, fruitful and meaningful. All right. But I got to have that relationship with him yeah. first. And that's yeah. what God does. He rescues me uh, and he places me, you know, in himself. And then he gives me the power to walk it out in such a way when people see me, they see him because it goes back to his glory. And yes. that's why I'm here. Yes. That's why I exist. <laughs> that's right. That's why we all exist. Right. And the fact that as he is reconciling us to him, then the word says that he is reconciling the world Man, come on, brother. through us. Come on, brother. Right? <laughs> that's right. And that's the critical part. Yeah. And I've learned that, only, like I said, only God can do that within us because sometimes, man, we face difficulty. Mm-hmm. Uh, we face difficult people that we may not want to reconcile with or we may not want to, you know, have that heart of Christ, which is, you know, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. This is the heart uh, of every believer. I don't care where you are in the country, but especially in places like Raleigh and Binghamton that you must have. You can't I can't hold anything against this person when it comes down to uh, what they've done to me in the past. Yes, I can make corrections. Yes, I can change the way we operate well, with each other and all of that. Right. But when it comes down to uh, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. This is this is reality. This is this is something that uh, God has drilled into my heart, and it hasn't been easy, and I haven't done it well all the time, and I still fail to to, to this day. But I go to Him, God, forgive me for that. Help me to walk in Your way. Help me to do what You've called me to do, because the mission is too great. Just like when Christ was on the cross, right? The mission was too great for Him not to fulfill the mission that God has called that the Father was calling Him to. And when it was same thing when it comes down to to us. The mission is too great. Yes. There, there's things, yeah, I may want to, you know, if it wasn't for Christ within me, I would have, I would have left being Hampton uh, at least 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been gone 10 years ago. But it's because of Christ within me that gives me the joy to do what he's called me to do every day, day in, day out. And to be in Raleigh yes. to do that because it's the joy of the Almighty see, God. That is, that is so key because the joy is not in the circumstances where we find ourselves. The joy is in the relationship with Jesus. Yes, sir. And yes, sir. Most definitely. Because sometimes Christians find themselves in, as you said, some very adverse, you know, environments, some very difficult, you know, struggles in life to go through. And yet it is the relationship, the joy that Christ provides, knowing that we belong to him, that he sealed our relationship eternity. Right. You know, right. To be with him forever. And and I was, you know, one and, of and my it, questions. It was, you don't mind me yes, yeah. Because I've been down through there, Byron, you know, mentally, emotionally, you know, depressed. Yeah. It was tough. It was really, really, really tough. And true enough, God allowed that time in my life and and in that time that he allowed, he helped me to understand a lot of what people are going through around me, you know, and what people are dealing with. And if people are not processing that properly eternally with the Almighty God and then also processing with others around them that can continue to help them and to speak into their lives, man, it's it's tough. Well, and again, that goes back into the fact that with – the compassion that we've received, we're able to yes, sir. offer that, uh, you know, with same understanding. With understanding, too. Because you, 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 you've seen it. You've been through it. Exactly. You've walked it. Yes. Uh, and I, I, one of the questions I had, and as, as you've been talking, I've kind of had to rephrase this, but I was asking you, wanted to ask you how you were dividing the responsibilities of being the pastor of Binghamton Community Church, if that wasn't enough right. responsibilities each week that you have in the community, because you're very well invested in the community, because you live there, you do life there, everything that you do, uh, ministry, family-wise. But then you have this new role uh, with Sin Relief, you know, uh, organization, and and, yes, and, what, and what they're trying to purposely, you know, do in the community. So I was trying, how do you balance all of this? But really, it's one and the same. I'm seeing as you're talking to me, 
it's one and the same, so you're not having to put on different hats. Yes, sir. <laughs> so first of all, it goes to sitting at the feet of Jesus uh, each and every day, and he, you know, allowing us to move forward. And then, like I told you, my right hand, which is Mary, <laughs> man, mm-hmm. she does a great job. And then we have a team of people. When it comes down to our church, we have the associate pastor there. Uh, we have our administrator, Sam, who's here with us today. Uh, we have a, a journeyman. Uh, that is that's with us for a couple years, and then we have other volunteers. We have the association there and their leaders helping. Uh, we have a, a mobilization team of pastors, a group of pastors that, that's helping to organize things. So uh, it goes back to the glory of God, but it's a team, Byron. Impossible to do any of this with one person. You can't. You couldn't do it. No, no. So I just thank God for those who are around me. Right. To help for us to get this done and to do it, because I want to, you know, when it comes down to you know serving the king and I, before I took on the role at Sin Relief, I prayed. I say, God, if this is something that you would have me to do uh, in this time period, because even there was so much work to be done in Binghamton. But I saw on a, on a bigger scale how, you know, with uh, collectively around the city, especially these five focus areas and the hurting that I've seen over, you know, 14 years of what I've seen, I saw the potential of how this really can help people understand Christ, but also to help them uh, through life. It can really make a difference. So I, I know I prayed and God, you know, gave the green light. So I say, God, here I am as you give me strength. And he's been doing it. He's been doing it. He's He's done it. He's done it, brother. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Sean, what are some of the obstacles that you see Sin Relief is facing as they strive to do ministry in our community and maybe some of your personal obstacles that you're dealing with as you step into this role? All right, when, when it comes down to ministry centers on the national side, uh, there are right at 20 ministry centers all over the country. So Memphis is one of those ministry centers. Uh, so we are one of the fairly newer ones, but there are a couple of ones that are newer than us. All right, so Sin Relief is still developing ministry, uh, contextualizing ministry. So uh, there, he, there in Raleigh, that's what we're doing. We're in the beginning stage of uh, ministry development, but also property development. We are in a partnership not only with the uh, North American Mission Board, International Mission Board, TBMB, and the Mid-South Baptist Association, but we're also in partnership with the Dwelling Place Christian Church. They are the anchor partnership that's there. The pastor that's there is Pastor Leon Jones. He's been there in the community, and what we're doing is come alongside of Pastor Leon to help serve that community, because he's already been there. He's been in the work already in, in the fight. It's Pastor Leon Jones, so we're coming alongside of him to continue to help expand what God is already doing through him, and then also other uh, nonprofits in the area. So one of the things that we're doing is discovering and understanding what's going on in the community, so we can see how we can show compassion, the, the best way that we can with where the hurts are. All right. So we analyze the community, understand the assets and see how we can, you know, leverage the assets to help everybody within the community, assets in the community, assets outside of the community. So the challenge uh, been for us is just uh, continuing to develop proper ministry to help develop people for uh, we're looking with an eternal purpose, of course, but also longevity. So there are some things that, that we're learning, we're growing in and seeing best practices so that we're trying some things and some things that, you know, that we were tweaking a little bit, but we're learning how to do effective ministry in Raleigh, even yeah. though I've been in Binghamton like for 14 yeah, years, but right. it's, you know, it's about 10 minutes north, even though we've got the same kind of context that's going on, but uh, within each community, there are differences that we need to understand and learn and grow from and develop ways to reach them properly. Well, and how does sin relief present itself to the community? Part of it is building trust. Right, right. And when you build these partnerships through the local church, but then when you step into the community, 
you know, where people don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Talk about that process. Yeah, well, well the, the local church is critical to that the, uh, when it comes down to doing work in a community because if that local church has been there, that they have an inroad already, hopefully, in that community to help, you know, display that we are here to care and love on you. So uh, that, that that's good, that church been there. But then also just engaging. I've learned that it takes time. It takes time for me to develop a relationship with anyone within the community, and that comes along with me just living life alongside of other people. This is that yep. principle of when it comes down to discipleship and what God has called us to do, that we live life alongside of other people. That when you, when you think about the grocery store that's there, how can me and my family shop at that grocery store? Or when you think about the smoothie shop or whatever that may be there, how can we live life in the community to build relationships? And through that, you can kind of understand the assets or some of the problems or the needs that are in the community, and you can address those needs. But it's, it's living life alongside of people. Wow. Okay, and so there is a physical ministry center right now in the Raleigh community. You're yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Like I said, partnering with the Dwelling Place Christian Church is, is right at 88,000 square feet of space that we want to uh, utilize for the community for ministry. So we're, we're looking at several things. So that's another one of the challenges that we have right now, which is that which we're walking through, is the redevelopment of the building, right? So we're, we're, we're getting that done. We're getting the roof, the whole new roof done, a whole a new uh, HVAC units are getting put in there. And uh, we also are going to continue to work with some of our churches around us to help us to renovate this building so that this building can serve, you know, refugees because we want to partner with Refugee Memphis and uh, and how they can serve those families and, you know, uh, the immigrants and, and, you know, just migrants, whoever that, that comes to, to our city, how can we serve them well? You know, we want to work with... Uh, you know, ministries to to young people when it comes down to either sports ministry and how we can continue to develop and create a safe place for them so that they can come. And we may want to work with those entrepreneurs that are in our community that may not have a place to office. They can come and office there or provide assistance when it comes down to computers or uh, whatever that it may be. These are things that we're trying to do to help develop people within our community. Or when you think about some of our partnering churches that may not have a, a wonderful facility where people can come and and can 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 exercise or or, or 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 play basketball or something like that. How can we help provide those things for our community so they can come and be a part of that and have a safe place uh, as we continue to build relationships for them to have safe places at their home? Sean, I can see that we've got a whole lot more to talk about, and the time is just slipping away. Would you be able to hang around? Let's do a continue conversation <laughs> yes sir we'll do we'll, well do let's do that and ask our friends to please tune in on tomorrow's mid-south viewpoint program as we continue the conversation with pastor sean abram of the binghampton community church and also now what's your title officially with center relief so i'm the director of the ministry center here in memphis you're the director of the ministry center here and we want to uh, continue this conversation sean with uh, you and our friends and we'll do that next time now if somebody wants more information website a phone number or something to contact you if they want to learn about volunteering or something like that how can they do that yes they can uh, just go to the mid-south baptist association website and we have contact information that you can fill in and send and that's that's fine my lovely wife you know you can email her is maryabram13 at gmail.com Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time as Pastor Sean Abram continues his conversation with Sin Relief and the ministry here in the Memphis area. Thanks so much. Bye-bye now.